birthday we get sick you know and our responsibilities go out of the window and then they trust mama bear to take care of you so maybe on the count of three we can wish her a happy birthday is that cool with you guys yeah. cool because this will make the podcast it'll make her feel special you know what i mean one two three happy birthday we know you're lying <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to put your hands together i am your host jc coakley i want that again Man, I, I'm, 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 in, I'm in love with a painter. I said it, I'm in love with a painter. There, I said it. He paints murals all over Los Angeles. Panties off. Panties off. He's awakened. He has incense. He fingers me perfectly. He went down on me today. I had my first ever orgasm at 33 with a man going down on me today. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That's huge. I didn't even know that little thing worked. That little Beaner McBeanerson. You know what I mean? I'm all down there chafing myself. And now I've got a man to do it for me. <laughs> you know what that's like, right? You're just like, I gotta put coconut oil on it. I'm, I'm hurting myself. I think in this political climate, we should be coming at minimum three times a day. Who's with me? Minimum. I have come three times today. And I have a job. So I don't know what, what everyone's so upset about. Oh, it feels good. Intimacy feels good. You know what I mean? Ever since Trump got elected in November, I like, was like, I can't fuck again. I'm just too upset. And then this Los Angeles painter has changed. Fuck you guys. I'm happy, okay? I made so many bad decisions growing up that finally this feels like the right one. He has a car. Does the window go up? No. But if you turn your head to the side, it's a convertible. <laughs> it's all about making the best out of the situation you have. We are making the best with the cards we have been dealt, right? Hashtag me too. A couple people. The rest of you are like, what was that? It's the, we're firing everybody in Hollywood. It's what's happening. <laughs> so and I had to really think about it. I was like, was I sexually right? There's just like too many that I've clocked them all out. So I've started to just like look at people for a long time. And I'm like, did you ever... Did you ever make me feel uncomfortable? <laughs> oh, well, I'm watching you. <laughs> of course it's happened. I was a cocktail waitress at the Sky Bar on Sunset Boulevard. People would ask me to go to their room all the time because I brought them a mojito. I would do it. I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't. It's not worth it. A mojito? Pfft. 
AIDS. I think making good decisions now as a 33-year-old strong, independent woman is the right thing to do. I wasn't always this brilliant. I made some bad choices, okay? And one of the names were Bernard, and he was six foot four. Uh, he had a ponytail, the good kind. You know what I mean? Because there's a difference between a, a bad ponytail and a good ponytail. Bad ponytail is like, you're gonna follow me to my car. <laughs> and good ponytail is like, you work at Lassen's. <laughs> and he was gorgeous too, he was tall and handsome. He had those Channing Tatum abline thingies, you know those lines on a man's body that make you forget to use a condom? <laughs> you know those lines on a man's body that make you go, why don't we just have a baby? Do you want to just have a baby? We can just have a baby. We'll take it to Silver Lake. Wherever babies go. And he owned a catering company and all I kept thinking about was breakfast, brunch, breakfast, brunch, dinner. That's what we do now. Everyone, chefs never got laid. Now chefs get laid all the time. And you know who they don't like to cook for? People at home. Did you know that? Chefs don't want to cook when they come back. If you're a librarian, do you want to read? Maybe. Um, I'll figure out that part. Maybe that's like what you're on the planet for, JC. He owned a catering company. He was like, do you wanna go out for drinks? Absolutely, one drink turned into three drinks. And then he managed to tell me that it's not actually his catering company, it's his best friend's catering company, but it's much easier to tell bitches that it's his, quote. So I did what any girl in the late 2000s would do and I stayed for more drinks because I'm a woman and I've dealt with lies before. My ovaries are drying up. We've got to get this on the road. A couple more shots. He tells me that his ponytail is shedding. I don't even know what the fuck that means. All I can attest it to is sometimes when I'm in the, the shower, my head hair ends up in my butthole and I'm like, I'm a miracle worker. How did that get And It's always like a little bit longer than your actual head hair. Like it's fucking growing or something. And it's down there and you're like, can you grab it? You ever, you're just shocked that it's there. And you're like, Where, how have you been feeding yourself? And you grab it and then you look at it and you stare at it and then you Jackson Pollock it. On the shower, you spread it around on the shower and you look at my artwork. And then you realize you have a roommate and you get it down the drain. You know what I mean? You can't have your roommate see that you're a human being with longer than normal butthole hair. <laughs> it's a one-way ticket out of this town. Short butthole hair or no butthole hair. <laughs> so I took him home anyway, why not? You know what I mean, why not? I didn't have anything to do. Take him home, big papa's on top, a little mama just pumping. <laughs> just pumping, just pumping away. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, his tooth falls out. <laughs> on my forehead and stays there. What? You, are, wait, what? Have you ever started having sex with someone and they had all their teeth? And then like a couple seconds, good hard seconds in, one of their teeth is on your forehead? Is your forehead is your tooth on my head? Is your tooth? You had all your teeth, now your teeth. Are we gonna stop having, are you gonna grab this? Is it mine now? <laughs> Why are you crying and I'm crying? <laughs> so 
grabbed his tooth, popped it back in, and goes, happens all the time. (laughs) And then he went right to sleep. I couldn't even kick him out because I was frozen in fear. I was frozen. He had the best sleep of his life. I was right next to him. He's just sleeping with just all of his fake teeth. And I don't even know how it happened. I don't know, was it, was it a hockey game or was it math? TB, TBD, I guess. Wakes up the next morning, zero sleep. I had zero sleep. My mascara is halfway down my face. And he goes, do you want to go to brunch? Your tooth <laughs> fell out during sex. How's it going to take on an Eggs Benedict? That's a thick hollandaise sauce. I'm not going through that twice. You get out of here, bad decisions. Get away from me, bad decisions. That's how I feel about my life. Every time a bad decision comes my way, I'm like, no, I have been there. I don't want to do it again, right? So now I'm like a good person, or I try to be. Fuck, I try, I really, really try. But like, just, if you're an Uber driver, just don't talk to me, you know what I mean? I fucking try, I'm really trying here. I just want to get from point A to point B without you telling me anything, literally anything. I think a high suffices. One man threw me out of his vehicle because I popped my headphones in. I said, sir, if it's okay with you, I don't feel like talking anymore. And he goes, get out of my car. (laughs) It's the rudest thing I've ever heard. 2 a.m., I'm out of the car and I just screamed at him, you're being emotional. (laughs) It was just, I was just telling you I was having a hard day. I wanna just not talk. Why is it not, it's the same as when you walk down the street, give me a smile. How about I fucking throw my pussy in your ears? Just chop it right off, throw it right in your fucking earlobe. You know what I mean? How's that for a fucking smile? You're making me go crazy here, planet Earth. I'm trying to do the best I can with the cards that I've been dealt. I'm a good person. I do push-ups. Okay? I'm doing my part. I donate to whatever charity I'm stoned enough to donate to. That day on Facebook, they made it very easy. You should all have no money in your bank account like me. You need to be giving it away. I care about planet Earth. That's not going well. I care about planet Earth and it's not going well. I had a car like everybody else and then I traded it in for a Vespa, which has been really great because it has like 37 miles to the gallon. Okay, 37 miles to the gallon. I I didn't know that it only had one fucking gallon. That was a bit of a stopper. I'm at the gas station like every 45 minutes. Have you ever thought to yourself on a Vespa, am I an attractive person? Am I good looking? Will I settle down with an attractive human being? Allow the homeless people at red lights to reaffirm that for you. Because when you're in your car, the safety of your car, you're like, oh, fuck you guy, lock, lock, air conditioning, dance. (laughs) When you're on a Vespa and you pull up to a red light and a homeless man goes, hey, sweet tits, can I get on? He fucking could. (laughs) At any moment, he could just overpower my body and go, take me to Lassen's. Doing the best I can with the cards I've been dealt. You know what I mean? I was gonna get 23 in me to see whether or not I was actually Italian. My family did it first. We're not Italian. 
I'm doing the best I can. I thought I was Italian my whole life. Now I'm fucking cayenne pepper or whatever it came back as. I'm doing the best I can. I just figured out that space was expanding a year and a half ago. 33 years old, just came today, and I just found out about outer space. I'm doing the best I can. How is everybody not walking around like, outer space? It's an expanding universe, and, and the Bible, don't even fucking, what? If the Bible is here on this planet, how's, is it on all the other ones? That has blown my mind as a born-again recovering Catholic. I'm just trying to settle down with the right couple of men. You know what I mean? I just want to be a good girl with a bad past. That's so weird. Being a good person's not that difficult. I try really hard with the environment. I don't like going to the grocery store and having them go to me. How many bags do you need? When I go grocery shopping, how many bags do you need? Well, I've got one avocado, two bananas, six other, why don't you fucking figure it out in the end? Because I'm not a bag of matician. I'm doing the best I can with the cards I've been dealt. Pretty fun, right? My name is JC Coakley, I'm gonna host this show. Yeah, baby. Keep that energy up for your first comedian coming to the stage. You know him from HBO's Crashing. Give it up for Pete Hall. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I hate people who say they hate kids. Uh, here's why. I feel like that's like the quickest way to pick a personality. You know what I mean? There's usually, like, if you have 12 people, one of them is the I hate kids person. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's me. I keep it real. I fucking hate kids. <laughs> like, that's what they picked. They, like, some people do magic. Some people tell knock-knock jokes. He's like, no, I fucking hate kids. Does that make me unique? Like, we all, they, yeah, kids can be annoying. You're not, like, wrong. But you can't hate kids. You can't. That's us. That was us. It's not like another thing, like, oh, kids have invaded. It's us. And they grow into these, and we were kids. And we needed help. Remember when the world was legs, and you're like, ah! Like, you need help. And this person's like, no, I fucking hate them. It was you. And you're like, no. They always say the same thing. No, when I was a kid, I didn't suck. I'm like, yes, you did. You know how I know? You suck now. <laughs> Pete Holmes, everybody. HBO's crashing. Next comedian coming to the stage has two records on a special thing records and has also been on Comedy Central. Give it up for the very funny Sean White. Oh, hey guys, my name's Sean White, and I'm, I'm Southern. I don't, I don't really care. I had little, little to do with the matter. My parents were in the South, and they watched The Wizard of Oz. And it turns out the pregnancy was inside her the whole time. Some people get like, I, I was, just chilling there, 
little egg in the sack. <laughs> so people associate themselves in their in their dad, their pre-birth. They go, I was ju- you just a little stain in your daddy. You're swimming around in your daddy, weren't you? Not me, I was the egg. <laughs> Sounds a lot cooler to me. Hanging out with your friends. Only like 20 of you left. <laughs> Got a sweet water slide in front of you. My mom's tubes were tied. Bridges out. Still did it. Jumped the gap. Got down there. What do I see? A million men! <laughs> I killed them all, (laughs) but one. I'll take it. It's a pretty good shot. People are proud of where they're born, though. That's weird to me. You didn't, you have no choice. People would be like, well, I've lived in Los Angeles for 2,500 years. Okay. You happy you've never seen anything else? Seems a little weird to me. People like in the South take it super seriously and be like, it's, it's heritage, not hate. What if all heritage is hate? You ever had to apologize for something your grandfather said? Now imagine what he had to apologize for his grandfather saying. It just gets worse. The further back you go, all ancestors are jerks. I don't know who spread this rumor that old people were cool. We're barely any better. We're still trying to fix this. It's not obvious I come from an angry family. I think a lot of us do nowadays, and it's fine. You say the same things as a normal family, just a lot louder. Maybe a little different. My dad didn't always say, I love you, the same way every time. He'd mix it up, stay fresh. I remember one time we were at an IHOP having classic family time, and I was was laughing at a mistake he had made. And he reached over, and he grabbed my hands, and he pulled me close, and he said, Son, if any other man other than my own son had laughed at me the way you just did, I'd have killed him where he stood. (laughs) Now, I know what he meant was I love you. It just comes out differently sometimes. My family's been kicked out of a gas station before for yelling too much. Do you understand? The level you need to take an argument before a gas station looks at three generations of your family and says, you're lowering the level of class of this establishment. It was my dad and my grandma and they were arguing over Pepsi versus Coke. (laughs) Not which was better, just who didn't care more which one we got. You ever seen a fight like that? People are yelling over who doesn't care more why they're yelling. There's no end. That's why I like to be by myself. It's just easier that way. I like talking to myself and I don't need a pet to do it, cowards. The cat said, the cat didn't say a damn thing. <laughs> Grow up and talk to yourself like an adult. <laughs> That's the thing, I talk to people every day. And some conversations go great. Some really bad. 
but all the ones in here, crushing it. <laughs> never had a bad conversation with myself. You know what I mean? I've never had to tell myself, nah, but what I meant was. <laughs> Should be no surprise then that I'm also divorced. I... <laughs> Divorce. I think my my seven year divorce anniversary is in a couple months. It's uh, it's a pretty nice occasion. I celebrate it every year. I I go out. I I buy a steak. I cut it in half and I eat both halves. They're mine. And I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at relationships. I'm mad over stupid stuff that I forgot to to think about. Like I didn't I didn't fight for a single spice. I don't know what I was thinking. Got the spice of life now. Forget your paprika. <laughs> Just never thought I'd be that grown man who had to buy paprika twice. How many deviled eggs you making, you sad, divorced man? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't fight for the junk drawer. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many years it takes to rebuild a fully functional junk drawer? <laughs> Where else am I supposed to find a whole bunch of mismatched twist ties and double-A batteries that don't work? <laughs> junk drawer is important, man. Junk drawer is the only difference between Home Alone and just another dead kid. And this kept driving me crazy the entire time. This is the only part that really drove me crazy. In fact, I keep getting these lovely hand calligraphy, gold inlaid letters in the mail. What are they? Wedding invitations. First off, you send a wedding invitation to somebody going through divorce, you're a jerk. Because first off, I open it up and like 10 pieces fall out that I now have to figure out how to piece back together just to tell you no. But this is how they all read to a divorce person. Hey, Sean, I'm doing fantastic. I thought I'd tell you in the most elaborate fashion possible. Long story short, I'm in love. <laughs> Got two incomes now included. Is a picture of me and her in love on a farm for some reason. Don't worry, I'll make that photo a magnet. So you can put it on your fridge. But every time you think you're hungry, turns out you're empty. <laughs> and always at the bottom of the letter, it always says, hey man, this is so fantastic. You mind doing me a favor? And heading on over to Macy's.com, picking me up a crock pot. You can't. Just send me a $50 letter asking for a $20 crock pot because you're doing great. That's not how charity works. You know who needs a registry? Divorce people. Why is there not a divorce registry? I just lost half my shit. I need a crock pot. Just give a bunch of divorced people a scanner, let them loose in Macy's 30 minutes. 
guaranteed they will fix their life. Just a bunch of angry people in the back. She took this, boop, the took this, boop, the took this, boop. Do yourself spices here. <laughs> Divorce registry invite wouldn't be a hand calligraphy golden laid letter. No. Just be a crumpled up cocktail napkin shoved under your door. <laughs> with plates, please, written on it. <laughs> no address. I'm out back. I need your plates. Guys, thank you very much. My name's Sean White. Y'all have a great night. That junk drawer, though. Sean White, everybody. That junk drawer. Oh my God. Should we do a show at UCB called That Junk Drawer? And you guys all bring your weird ass junk drawers and we just dump them everywhere and have the interns clean it up? <laughs> That's an inside. I couldn't even click my goddamn tongue. That's an inside. Oh, forget it. I'm losing you. I'm losing you and I don't mean to. I just want to be your friends. Okay, we have a more show. Obviously, the comedians coming to the stage are talented and fantastic. Some have not been on the show before, and with that, I require the most incredible amount of enthusiasm, positive energy, and uh, like, a, like a Himalayan salt crystal <laughs> towards this next person. Coming from Chicago, new to Los Angeles, California, give it up for Peter King! <laughs> Great crowd. Hello, hi. Um, first of all, I just have to address this. I'm sure JC addressed this already, but Cameron was supposed to be here today. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Are you all here for her? Um, <laughs> it was. It's her birthday today, so I got her this uh, basic-ass cupcake. It's red velvet with cream cheese. Anyone else's birthday today or this week? Nobody. <laughs> really? Oh, congratulations. Happy early birthday. Changed their fucking life. <laughs> uh, my name is Peter Kim. Uh, I did recently move here two weeks ago. I'm two weeks in LA. Yeah, thank you guys. You guys are so nice. Uh, everyone in LA has been like really nice, uh, which is kind of disturbing for me because um, I, I came here from Chicago, but I'm originally from New York and we're just not... We're trained not to trust strangers. And like the other day, this lady came up to me and she was like, hey, how's your day going? And I was like, back the fuck up. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I started dressing like an Asian tourist. So just so that people would just leave me the fuck alone, you know? Like I just need a Nikon camera and like people are just gonna be crossing the street to get away from me. Uh, so I'm originally from New York, uh, and I love that LA. There's a lot of Koreans here. There's a whole K-Town here, which is amazing. Um, okay, lackluster woo for Koreans, yeah. Some Chinese people here, great. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Uh, my family's all Korean and evangelical Christians and Reagan voters. So, yeah, I know. Coming out for me was soups chill. 
very chill. Um, no, actually, it was the opposite of chill. It was super unchill. Uh, they acted like they truly did act like typical Korean soap opera. Like they were, they found out and they were like crying, and old ladies were holding their necks and fainting. <laughs> Everyone had stage four cancer. Like it was crazy. <laughs> Someone got that great. Uh, my dad, uh, my dad's dad, uh, my grandfather was an elder at our mega church. Yeah, and when he was so conservative when he gave me the sex talk, he called the vagina a shame shame. Yeah, and he called the penis a no no. So when I came out to my grandpa, I was like, Grandpa, um, I don't like shame shames. I like no nos in my grouse grouse, and he got it. He just took one step and burst into flames. I was like, yeah, God is real. <laughs> Besides the conservative stuff though, like my, my family does not speak English, not a lick. So like I had to like figure out how to come out to them because there's no literal translation for the word gay in Korean. Uh, and I had to look it up in the Korean English dictionary. And the closest word I found you guys was lady boy. <laughs> Wait, wait, what am I saying? Um, disappointment. Uh, <laughs> they were like, do you have to be a disappointment? I'm like, girl, I was born a disappointment. Uh, my dad's side of the family, I don't talk to, they're all like pray away the gay kind of freaks, you know what I'm saying? And like, I think it actually worked because they prayed and this gay went away. <laughs> so, peace out. Thank you. First time I got an applause break for disowning my family. Yeah. This is the liberal hell I belong in. <laughs> oh my God. My mom's cool though. My mom's very chill. She's, um, she's my best friend. Um, but she, I, I will have to say she did freak out for a quick second when I came out. And I think it's because for like Korean moms or really any immigrant moms, their favorite thing is to like sit around with their other Korean moms and like brag about their kids, you know? So they're like, you know, her friend Sujin, a bitch. And she was like, <laughs> I hate her. She was like, oh, you know, my son went to Harvard. My other son went to Yale. My other son is a heterosexual, you know? <laughs> And my mom just had to like freak out. She's like, how am I gonna talk this up, you know? And I think she finally figured it out. She's like, you know my son, Peter? Oh yeah, he is the gay. <laughs> oh yeah, Sujin, you know Peter, he's number one gay in Hollywood. <laughs> oh yeah, he A plus gay. Oh yeah, you know Hollywood gave him a scholarship to be gay. <laughs> yeah, he gay for pay. That's not what that means, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom um after like about a year after i came out of the closet um she was like worried about me because you know like i i don't know if anyone else has like come out late but like it's like restarting you know you, i felt like a 13 year old boy like just horny and like not knowing what to do how to date or whatever and she would call me and she'd be like Peter, um, do you have a boyfriend yet? And I'm like, I'm still single, bitch. Stop calling. I will call you. And she, and she was like, oh, you know, Peter, maybe you go back to dating woman. I was like, what? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, Peter. Oh, you know, Peter, mommy just worried about you. 
you know, because uh, you struggle so much, and then you cry, cry, cry so much, and then you finally coming out of the closet, but nobody looking for you. <laughs> Touche, bitch. Let me get on Grinder Plus right now. Okay. So I got on Grinder. I got on Grinder because I had to like figure it out, you know. So I got on Grinder, and obviously, like Grinder's a fucking mess. But I did have this one encounter that I do remember, and I'll never forget it. It was one o'clock in the morning. I'm at a Rite Aid, and they have a sale on Tombstone Pizza. Okay, two for four ninety nine, cheap. So I get it. I buy it. And I'm like, do, do, do. Uh, and then someone messages me, this hot guy. He didn't even have a face. It was just like from neck to belly button. I was like, I'm in. And he was like, hey, uh, maybe we could meet up tonight. And I was like, okay. And he was like, Are you, would you be into a park and play? And I was like, what the heck is a park and play? And he's like, well, it's where I pick you up in my tinted SUV. We park in a dark and desolate corner. We raise up all the windows and blast the radio so no one could see you or hear you screaming. <laughs> I was like, uh, I will try it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bitch, I'm in a ride day with frozen pizza in the parking lot. You had me at SUV. Let's go. Pick my ass up. So Grindr didn't work out. Um, so I did what every like lost gay would do. I went to christianmingle.com. And if you haven't been to Christian Mingle, you really need to go. Um, there's a drop-down menu and there's two options. Only two options. First option, man seeking woman, not me. Second option, woman seeking man, also not me. No other options. I was like, there's gotta be something wrong. And then there's a little box in the corner that says, click here for a live representative. So I clicked it, and I was like, hey, where do I go for Man Seeking Man? And it instantly replied, to hell. And the browser closed, laptop burst into flames. <laughs> Grandpa was watching. <laughs> so, um, so I do, uh, I'm a Korean American, so like, I'm always feeling like I'm kind of like caught in between two worlds, you know? So like, I like it when people like ask me about my culture because it makes me think about it, you know? And you have to like really be aware. And um, uh, before I moved here in Chicago, I used to go to this uh, barista all the time, this cafe. And this barista is my favorite. She's so sweet. She's like a wispy white girl, uh, sometimes with dreads. I don't know why. Um, and she, her name is Aspen. Um, <laughs> She's just like, so precious. And um, she looks like if Zeus fucked a dandelion. You know what I'm saying? Just like a different type of power. So she was my favorite. So I, I would go every day and she like, I told her I was leaving. She was like, you know, I always wanted to ask you something. And I was like, sure. She was like, I don't know if this is gonna be racist. And I was like, I do. <laughs> And she was like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, I know your last name is Kim and that's a Korean last name. But like, are you from like South Korea or like from North Korea? And I was like, girl, it's 2017. You really think I am skinny enough to be from North Korea? Oh my God, thank you, girl. Those guys are fit as fuck, right? Like everyone in North Korea has a beach body, but Kim Jong-un's the only one allowed on the beach, rude, right? I had this dream recently that Kim Jong-un came out of the closet. 
And it was my favorite dream ever. Because, think about it, if Kim Jong-un came out of the closet, he'd be in front of his whole nation, and literally everyone would need to come out of the closet. Like, he'd be up there like, I am the K. And starting today, everybody's K. You are the K, 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 UK. Starting tomorrow, we take all the straight people and then we execute them. Right after brunch. It'd be amazing, right? It'd just be me, Kim Jong-un, and Dennis Rodman in an infinity pool of Hennessy and dicks. I'm living for it. Thank you so much. Welcome back to your host. Peter Kim! I want to be Korean. I want to be anything but white right now. I hate that I'm a white woman. You know? What? I hate that I'm not a white woman. I'm not on Broad City. What? Just kidding. I love Lana. I think uh, this... <laughs> I was telling somebody about my experience with Coachella's and Bonnaroo's and Burning Man's. <laughs> Buckle up, it's a horror story. <laughs> and I like, I like fell for this uh, guy who casually wore rollerblades. <laughs> Stick with me. <laughs> he rollerbladed up to me and he had all the crystals on, which means full protection. Not a red flag in sight. <laughs> And you get these Burning Man people, they get me. I live in Venice Beach now, so they kind of like, they like use their witch magic on me. And I'm feeling, like I feel it, because they're like, if you believe in yourself, you can do anything. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, if you have sex with me and my friend, you'll feel great. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's boundaries to that witchcraft. I've seen the craft with Neve Knife, Neve Campbell. You're not getting inside my head, witch. Although it'd be kind of cool if I was, if I was like a dope Echo Park witch, you guys would be chill about it. You know what I mean? What if I just like practiced witchcraft? MBD. I'm like a witchcraft influencer. You know? I can like put spells on people, but like not bad spells, like casual spells. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you don't call me back, okay? Next time you go to the airport and you get in the TSA line, I'll put a spell on you where you have to go to the back again. <laughs> for the rest of your life. Super casual spell. You'll be a bit grounded for a couple centuries, but that's how my witchcraft works. And he gave me his sweater, and he was like, you like this sweater? Wear it if you miss me when I come back from Burning Man. We can, like, drop some acid on the beach. And I was like, babe, you get me. You know what I mean? Because everyone wants like, to succeed in, in Hollywood, but it's all an illusion, so just drop acid. That's how you succeed. You think I'm here because I'm sober? No. You all look like balloons to me. <laughs> you know, don't take anybody seriously, especially the cops. Know the laws in every city you go in, but just don't take them seriously. You know what I mean? Like in some... City lines, if you have a god kid and you raise that god kid, 
You raise him right and good and kind, not misogynistic. He turns 18, you can fuck your god kid. There is not a law that says you can't. I'm not saying do it, but if you could raise your own boyfriend, would you? You didn't think you were gonna like that. And then you did like it. And now you know I'm right. And you're gonna go home today and you're gonna Google, fuck my god kid? Question mark? And Google's gonna go back like, we haven't made a law yet. Uh, the next comedian coming to stage, also her first time on the show, if you enjoyed Peter, I assume that you will enjoy our next phenomenal um, female comic. That's why did I call you a female comic? Because you are. But you're my friend now, so you're my friend female comic. <laughs> don't put that on the podcast because Jessica Alba will get mad at me. You know what I mean? If you don't do things right in the feminist world. She has her own podcast called Gender Fluids. Give it up for the very sweet and delightful Ariel Norman. <laughs> Oh, female comics calling other... I think she just was trying to not say, oh, because she's gay, too. If you, <laughs> she was like, female... Oh, shit, it's all against the rules. Uh, Pete earlier was saying that men can hide their giant dicks, but women can't hide their big boobs. You know what women can hide? Big vaginas. My ex-wife... <laughs> ex-wife had a huge vagina. She was... She was into being fisted. Yeah, which is, hey, let's not fist shame everybody with those. I probably am about to, though, a little bit. But, but she told me that before we had even had sex. She told me that she was being into fisted. In my mind, it's like, wow, how is that going to happen? Like, how is that even possible? Like, you can't, on a good day, you could maybe get three fingers in me. But, like, you can't even really do scouts on her. You got to kind of... <laughs> You know what I mean? You gotta, on a good day, we can do this. And I was like, how is that gonna happen? And then I met her vagina and I was like, oh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe with this, maybe we could work with this. But it is, has anyone here ever fisted a woman or a man? Let's not be heteronormative about. There was one, one, one small woo. Wasn't a good time, apparently. I don't Okay, so for those of y'all who haven't, you have to like, you do have to crumple up your hand uh, in this kind of crazy way. It was very elaborate. So you have to shimmy it in there like a ship in a bottle thing. And then you're like, you sure? You gotta push hard. And you're like, you sure? You sure? Jesus, you know? And it's a thing. And then when you're done, it comes out with like a plop, you know? <laughs> And she was always like, no, did I, I hope I didn't squirt at all, did I? And I was like, I don't know. My hand is covered in goo. Who could say, is some of this pee? I mean, I kept that to myself, but so that was, I was like, no, honey, you're good. Um, Y'all, and those of you who put your hands inside of people, or f even fingers, I mean, you know, even just some fingers, you know how you have to do that thing afterwards where you like, casually dangle your hand off the side <laughs> of the bed until you can find a moment to be like, oh, honey, I, I hate to leave you, but I have to pee. Well, go and then wash your hands. Because otherwise you got to do something with all of that. 
And you could wipe it on the sheets, but it seems so disrespectful, doesn't it? <laughs> to get rid of it. You're like, well, she's not looking, you know. And if it's your bed, you're like, do I even want all this on there? Because otherwise we got to do like a, mm, ah, I'm so into you. If you're not in love, it's a whole to-do. <laughs> Or if you dangle it off the side of the bed long enough, the dog will take care of that. So it's an easy, easy out. A cat will do it too, but it takes a lot longer with cat, little cat tongue. No, I really was like, how did her vagina get, like, cause she had dated men for years before she uh, went gay or however I'm supposed to say that. And, uh, but she did, and it made me wonder, because her vagina is so big, it made me wonder if like men's dicks weren't quite big enough, but their hands were too big. So this is like the Goldilocks solution for her vagina. And I was like, how, did even, how does that happen? You know, because I was used to dating women with tight lesbian vaginas, because they're not as loose and beat up as what y'all are. That's just science, guys. Come on. Read a, I'm just kidding. The scientists haven't weighed in on that, as it turns out. Oh, I've looked, and they're like, you know what? We'll let y'all argue that out amongst yourselves. What do we think? What do we think? Do we think that it's uh, big vaginas? Is that genetics, or is that the pounding? Some of both? Little nature, little nurture? Is that what you're saying? Well, right? I don't know, what do you think? You're, you're laughing, what do you think? Do you think a bunch of big dicks can loosen up a... Yeah, probably in babies. <laughs> yeah, and ba a lot of people will admit that babies can stretch it out, but sometimes people go, get mad at me when they say that dicks can, which I don't see why that's so different. They're like, Ariel, because vaginas are elastic, okay? After you have sex, they go back, they're elastic. And I'm like, yeah, so are socks. A couple of years later... <laughs> so... But why don't we just get to the bottom of this tonight with y'all. Who here has, ladies, who here's got a giant cavernous roomie? No one? Statistically unlikely. Let's not. But I never know with audiences, is that is because that y'all don't want to admit it? Because you're not sure, you know? Y'all not doing the vagina monologues thing, checking out the three-finger dipstick method that... All right, no one... No one ever knows. Now, I don't want to make, I don't want to make it seem like I'm making fun of you if you do have uh, a giant vagina. Look, no, I do. I think it's better to have a big vagina because then you can fit the big dicks. We all know those are hotter. I'm a lesbian. That's not lost on me. <laughs> big dicks are hotter, right? I'm all the time trying to watch my man-on-man -man prison and gang initiation scenarios, and <laughs> small dick, eh, get it out of there. Even if the. Even if it's the bottom with a small dick, I'm like, come on, be professional. Let's not, who's hiring these people? Gross. You know, so women, if you take home a guy and he drops his pants and he's got a, you know, big old cock that turns you on and you're like, oh, that is beautiful, but I cannot accommodate that. That sucks. You gotta go back to Whitey McFive and a half. That's no girth McGillicuddy waiting for you, you know? No, so I think it's better to have a big vagina. And I applaud you if you have... I'm trying to stretch mine out. It's too tight. It is. It's too tight. I'm actively trying to stretch it out. At home, I have two dildos, okay? I have the one that currently fits and my gold dildo. So, <laughs> Y'all, I can't afford to do Kegels. You hear what I mean? 
I don't know why people don't laugh at that. I'm always like, that is a funny line. Are y'all, y'all doing Kegels? No, my vision board at home is just the biggest Georgia O'Keeffe painting I can find. So I applaud you if you have a big vagina. I, uh, I don't know. Do we have any lesbians here tonight? One who's not proud of it. That was an interesting... So it's just like a... Oh, what are we... Are we not coming out of the closet anymore? Are we... It was the safest time to be gay, but okay. She's like, I'm 10% bi, does that count? I'll just pat my leg a little bit. I support you for being a lesbian. No, it's okay. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing. When you get a new girlfriend as a lesbian, uh, at least in my experience, they've always made me throw away all the dildos that I already owned because of all the old vaginas and memories attached, I guess. Which just bothers me because my mother did not raise me to be wasteful. Do you know what I mean? Whenever these ladies are like, yeah, let's just start fresh together. It's more romantic. I can feel my mother's voice bubbling up in my throat. Like, yeah, when you have your own home, you can throw away all the dildos you want. Not in this house. We don't behave that way. But what's the rationale anyway? It's like, dudes get to use their dicks in more than one vagina. Just wash the thing between. And actually, to clean dildos, you're supposed to use boiling hot water. I don't think men are doing that. Maybe some Catholics, but <laughs> otherwise, no. So I don't get the rationale. Although I will say, you shouldn't throw away your dildos. You should throw away uh, all your previous relationships' anal beads, though, shouldn't you? <laughs> Dishwasher, no. <laughs> Poop changes the equation, doesn't it? <laughs> Has anyone here ever used anal beads? No, I don't recommend them. You just, you look like you have a tail. That's not, it's hard to feel sexy when you feel like a Happy Meal wind-up mouse, you know? So don't do anal beads. But I don't think you should throw away dildos. It's insanely irresponsible environmentally. You know what I mean? These things are made of plastic or science. They're made of some kind of science. There's no way they're biodegradable. If anything, these should be like fa family heirlooms, you know? Are y'all not... They're $120 for the good ones, guys. Give them to your children, all right. No, look, hey, that's... That's how you're supposed to clean a dildo, you guys? Boiling hot? I've never done that. <laughs> I'm be honest with y'all. Um, what am I going to boil water on the stove like in olden times? Is anyone... Has leg clap? Have you ever done that? Has anyone... I don't know. Like, maybe one day if I'm already making some tea... And I happen to think about it, maybe I'll do that. As it is, I pretty much treat dildos the way I treat silverware. Like, I think I do a pretty good job cleaning them, but if I'm putting a fork away and there's a little bit of crud left on it, I'm just flicking it off with my thumb and putting it away with the rest. What's a little bit of cheese? It's not going to hurt anyone. Anyway, you guys have been so much fun. Gonna get My batteries are dead on all my toys. So just, just I've been using them without the battery. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just got heckled with a callback. I'm so proud of you. You're going to be just fine. Stand your ground, girlfriend. I'm going to give you $50. Buy an outfit at Wasteland on me. That's how my charity works.
Okay, yeah, sure. Shut up now. <laughs> Shut up now. You've had your time. It is Mummy's show. Mm, your final comedian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your final comedian coming to the stage is a female headliner. A domino in the sack. She has an incredible podcast called The Dork Forest, as well as Jackie and Laurie. Give it up for Jackie Cation! <laughs> Jackie Cation, everybody! Thank you so much for coming to put your hands together. Normally hosted by Cameron and Ram. My name is JC Coakley. Please give it up for everyone you saw tonight. Pete Holmes, Sean White, Peter Kim, Ariel Norman, and Jackie Cation. Thank you for supporting live comedy. UCB, good night! Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.